This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
Welcome, good neighbors, to this service. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and I'm the bridge minister here. Thanks today to Debbie Tague and Jim Haugerud, who's celebrating his birthday today also. And thanks to Eileen Flatten for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at WPCA.com radio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning.
If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored or co-sponsored by Diane Fall in honor of Pete Fall's birthday and Helen Jorgensen. We want to thank Helen and Diane and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. A couple of announcements we'd like to remind you about is next Sunday we'll be at Deronda Lutheran at 9.30. And Father's Day we'll be at Garfield uh, Park for an outdoor worship if the weather permits us. And there'll be a pancake breakfast afterwards. And then for some young people in the area, we'd like to encourage you to go to the uh, VBS um, at the Congregational Church, which is sponsored by the Amory Ministerium. And that's Sunday evening through Thursday evening. And you can contact uh, us or the Congregational Church for further details. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us. Wherever we might be today, his presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We are in the season of Pentecost, or we celebrate Pentecost today, and as you participate in our worship service, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship service asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will be celebrating communion later, so you may want to have your wine or grape juice and bread uh, ready when we come to that part. Please join me and listen as I read the confession of sin and the absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of all, too often we focus on our differences and fail to lift up the ways that we are united. We judge others for what they cannot do, even while we cannot do it either. We separate ourselves and gather in cliques to the exclusion of many. Forgive us for all the ways we have failed to serve your faithful children. Teach us to do better for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now hear the words of absolution. Our merciful God knows our weakness, but doesn't hold on to it. Receive this day the entire forgiveness of all your sins, and leave this place with a willingness and ability to love all of God's creation and all of God's people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's have Jim and Debbie sing our gathering songs. He leadeth me, O oh, blessed thought, 
Our words with heavenly comfort fraught Whate'er I do, where'er I be Still tis God's hand that leadeth me He leadeth me, he leadeth me By his own hand he leadeth me Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden bowers bloom, by water still or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. Lord, I would place thine hand in mine, nor Is thine hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand, he leadeth me. And
Well, Debbie, I heard uh, on the birthday wishes, Pete Fall, I'd like to give him a special birthday wish. You know, Pete, he had Fall Electric, has Fall Electric, and for decades, him and his crew, they have been out and they have fixed, I don't know, I think they've been on every farm in the country, a lot of the houses, from bulk tanks to uh, barn cleaner motors, silo and loader motors, stoves in the houses, air conditioners, and air conditioners only break down when it's hotter than the Dickens, and furnaces only go to pot when it's really cold. I think Pete's got a lot of stories he could tell about fixing things in very undesirable conditions. So happy birthday again, Pete. Thanks for what you and your crew have done for our community and all the surrounding areas for decades. Next year, we'll wish you, this is a belated birthday. Pete's birthday was actually a week ago. But next year, we'll try and get it on the right Sunday, okay? Happy birthday, Pete. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I'd like to go through the liturgy or litany. The images of Pentecost are striking. The locked room, the violent rush of wind, the tongues of fire, and now the speaking in tongues. How confusing that must have been, both for the disciples and their listeners. Simple folk from Galilee who would not have learned another language, much less many languages, and they were suddenly understandable to everyone. This is the power of God's Holy Spirit. This was the power of that Spirit working in the disciples that Pentecost day long ago. Dramatically, Jesus' friends became equipped to spread God's word everywhere. It was a miracle, and many that day came to believe. But we may ask, where is that spirit today? We are so strange and incomprehensible to one another, even when we speak the same language, much less different ones. We need God's spirit in this world now more than ever. But there is good news, very good news. The Spirit of God is right here, in and with each one of us. Inspired by that Spirit, we can unleash its great power to do good. We just need to go out into the world fearlessly, knowing we are never alone. And even if we can't speak a word of French or Chinese or Swahili, we can let our actions and our lives do the talking for us. There are times and places when words fail, even the clearest and most well-chosen words. Where there are hurts too deep, when people are too devastated to listen. That's when we need to call on the Spirit in us to reach out to these suffering brothers and sisters in faith and love to offer a smile, a helping hand, to stand with them in their time of need, to walk beside them when they are in danger. Even without wind and fire and miraculous instant communication, God's power is alive and well and visible in this world through us. Because the Spirit is housed in our hearts, we can work wonders every bit as important as those worked by the first disciples. God was with them, but God is also with us. Let us look for ways to make everyday miracles happen, trusting in the continuing power of the Holy Spirit. May it be so 
today and always. Please join your hearts with mine as we pray the prayer of the day. Eloquent God, your missionaries spoke and people heard in every language. Help us to speak in a way that we are heard. Help us to hear in a way that others are heard. Amen. I would like to welcome Eileen Flatten to give us the children's message and to read our lessons. The first reading is from John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. The second reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphyla, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of powers. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with the new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women in those days, I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The next reading is from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the world always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
and peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and what I like to say for all of us who are still children at heart. So I wanna ask you a question. What does air look like? Can you see air? I guess it might seem tricky to describe how air appears, but we can definitely see what it does. After all, without air, we would be dead. We need to give it our body's oxygen and everything else to function. We can also feel it if the wind is blowing or air is coming our way. We can see the wind bending trees outside or creating ripples on the water. We can even hear it. And sometimes a gentle breeze can bring us comfort or relief from a hot day. Air is essential to make a lot of things happen. Well, wind relates to our Bible passages today because we are talking about the Holy Spirit. Do you know who the Holy Spirit is? Sometimes it's difficult to understand or describe. We know that the Trinity consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But sometimes it can be harder to identify the Spirit. He is a person, just like the Father and Son, though we might sometimes hear the Spirit called it. In the Gospel today, Jesus promised the disciples that he would send a special helper to them. He told them the helper would guide them and glorify Jesus, and he kept that promise. Today, we celebrate Pentecost when that Holy Spirit came to the disciples. They were all waiting together, and there was a big rushing wind that came in, and tongues of fire rested on everyone's head. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and were able to do amazing things through the power of the Spirit. That was really the start of the whole church. And it might be the most visible we can point to the Spirit, but it certainly isn't the only evidence we have of him. We need the Holy Spirit to live, just like we need air to breathe. The Holy Spirit gives us comfort and peace in our lives like that gentle summer breeze. He helps us to pray too. Sometimes we aren't sure what to say or how when we are talking to God, but the Holy Spirit can fill in the gaps and pray for us when we are uncertain. The Holy Spirit also helps us to have faith. He gives us the strength to believe in God, so we might not see him with our eyes, but we can feel him and we know that we need him. It can be a little tough to understand, but the Spirit helps with that too. So on Pentecost, and every day, we celebrate that Jesus came to give us life and that he sent the Holy Spirit to give us comfort, help, and faith. All things that have or will happen are through him. We thank God for that power. So I would like you to join me in a prayer to thank him for that amazing gift. Will you please repeat after me? Dear God, thank you for providing all that we need Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Help us to trust in you and to remember all we have is from you. Thank you for comforting us and helping us. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Spirit of the living God,
Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. What a day, Pentecost. For somebody who struggled with English, it's just one of those things that always kind of made me smile to think that somebody could actually pick up another language that fast and to be able to communicate. But for some of us, it's taken a lifetime and we still don't have our English right, as many people remind me every once in a while. But this day was special because in the coming and the beginning of the church, the Holy Spirit becomes a central figure in proclaiming Christ and showing us who Jesus is and the work that he is and became the indwelling of Jesus in our lives. He became the advocate, the one who is going to speak for us and help us to uh, have a authenticity and integrity in our ministry. It's something that we all know and we understand. I worked as a camp director for 30, well, 40 some years. And quite often a counselor after a summer would write back and say, would you give me a reference? Or would you advocate for me for this job I'm applying for? Or even with the many things that we talk about lawyers and we have all the jokes about lawyers, think how they advocate for us, whether in a courtroom or in some other way to help us understand how we can get through some legal issues. Or maybe it's just a friend. I think of a friend at camp that worked. She was amazing. Sharon was her name. And uh, when somebody, well, as a camp director, you always had a few people who didn't like what you were doing. And uh, maybe they had good reason and maybe they didn't. But she was one who you always knew had your back. She would make sure that people knew the whole story, not by talking about it, but making sure that they did the research to find out. I was always so impressed with her integrity and what it meant to have her as a friend. It's when we understand that we have somebody like the Holy Spirit that moves inside of us and encourages us and reminds us of grace and mercy. I shared this story a while back, but it's one that I, again, uh, so appreciate Tony Campolo talking about. Some years ago, he saw the play Raisin in the Sun, and he heard the passage that still haunts him. In the play, an African-American family inherits 10,000 from their father's life insurance policy. The mother of the household sees in this legacy the chance to escape the ghetto life of Harlem and move into a little house with flower boxes out on the countryside. The brilliant daughter of this family sees in the money a chance to live out her dream and go to medical school. But the older brother has a plea that is difficult to ignore. He begs for the money so that he and his friend, quote, can go into business together. He tells the family that with the money he can make something of himself and make good things for the rest of them. He promises that if he can just have the money, he can give back to the family all the blessings that their hard lives have denied them. Against her better judgment, the mother gives in to pleas of her son. But she has to admit that life's chances have never been good for him and that he deserves the chance that the money might give him. As you might suspect, 
the so-called friend, skips town with the money. The desolate son has to return home and break the news to the family that their hopes for the future have been stolen and their dreams for a better life are gone. His sister lashes into him with a barrage of ugly epitaphs. She calls him every despicable thing she can imagine. Her contempt for her brother has no limits. Oh, finally, when she takes a breath in the midst of her tirade, the mother interrupts her and says, I thought I taught you to love him. Benita, the daughter, answers, Love him? There's nothing left to love. And the mother responds, There's always something left to love. And if you ain't learned that, you ain't learned nothing. Have you cried for that boy today? I don't mean for yourself and the family because we lost all that money. I mean for him, for what he's been through and what it done to him. Child, when do you think is the time to love somebody the most? When they done good and made things easy for everybody? Well, then you ain't through learning because that ain't the time at all. It's when that person is at its lowest and can't believe in himself because the world done whipped him so. When you start measuring somebody, measure him right, child. Measure him right. Make sure that you don't, you done taken into account what hills and valleys he done come through before he got to wherever he is. That is grace. It is love that is given when it is not deserved. It is forgiveness given when it is not earned. It is gift that flows like a refreshing stream to quench the fires of angry, condemning words. How much more loving and forgiving is the Father's love for us, and how much more is the grace of God for us? And that Holy Spirit is the advocate that keeps reminding us that there is always something to love inside of us and that God does love us, encourages us, inspires us, and moves us to go further. The second thing that kind of came home to me from these gospel texts is that the disciples were together in prayer. After the ascension, they'd spent much of their time in prayer and conversing, wondering what was next. Mother Teresa has written some things about prayer that I think kind of go along with this, and I'm just going to read some of her, her little writings from a book called uh, Words to Love By. Change your hearts. Unless we change our hearts, we are not converted. Changing places is not the answer. Changing occupations is not the answer. The answer is to change our hearts. And how do we change? By praying. The most important thing to do to change my heart is confession. After confession, Holy Communion. And then I am full of peace. And she writes, prayer is joy, prayer is love, prayer is peace. You cannot explain it, you must experience prayer. It is not impossible, God gives it for the asking. Ask and you shall receive. The Father knows what to give his children. How much more our Heavenly Father knows. The beginning of prayer is silence. 
God speaking in the silence of the heart. And then we start talking to God from the fullness of the heart, and he listens. The beginning of prayer is scripture. We listen to God speaking, and then we begin to speak to him again from the fullness of our heart, and he listens. That is really prayer, both sides listening and both sides speaking. We need prayer to understand God's love for us. You have to read that beautiful passage in Isaiah where God speaks and says, I have called you by name, you are mine. Water will not drown you, fire will not burn you. I will give up nations for you. You are precious to me. We are precious to him. That man dying in the street, precious to him. That millionaire, precious to him. That sinner, precious to him because he loves us. And lastly, well, two other ones. We have ups and downs and sickness and suffering. That is part of the cross. Anyone who imitates him to the full must share in his passion also. We complicate prayer as we complicate many things. It is to love Jesus with undivided love for you, for me, for all of us. And that undivided love is put into action when we do as Jesus said, love as I have loved you. I think if we can spread this prayer, if we can translate it into our lives, it will make all the difference. It is so full of Jesus. Dear Jesus, help us to spread your fragrance everywhere we go. Flood our souls with your spirit and life. Penetrate and possess our whole being so utterly that our lives may only be a radiance of yours. Shine through us and be so in us that every soul we come in contact with may feel your presence in our soul. Let them look up and see no longer us, but only Jesus. Stay with us, and then we shall begin to shine as you shine, so to shine as to be the light to others. The light, O oh Jesus, will be all from you. None of it will be ours. It will be you shining on others through us, let us thus praise you in the way you love best, by shining on those around us. Let us preach you without preaching, not by words, but by our example, by the catching force, the sympathetic influence of what we do, the evident fullness of the love our hearts bear to you. The disciples were caught in prayer, and Pentecost came. For us, we sometimes talk about how we want our churches to grow, how we got to change things and make the church be alive again. We come up with methods and programs and different ideas that will surely make a difference. The disciples prayed. Mother Teresa prayed. The disciples prayed and the Holy Spirit changed the world. Think of all the folks in which boldness came about because of the Holy Spirit. Nikki Cruz, a gang member in New York back in the 60s, converted by Dave Wilkerson. In his book, Run Baby Run, talks about having 
lived in fear, and that fear had made him learn to hate and to be bitter and to even kill and even know what it was like to have a knife put into somebody and feel the warm blood and saying it was all right. But the gospel got a hold of him. The Holy Spirit got a hold of him. His life was changed, and so he went back to his old gang and told them what had happened about becoming a person of faith, knowing that he may not walk out of there alive because not many people could leave that gang. And some of the gang members said they tried to pull a knife out on him as he walked away and threw them, and they couldn't. But he was bold to proclaim this Jesus. Tom Skinner speaks about speaking and that two people had been hired to kill him because they didn't think he had, he had become too white in his message. After listening to the crusade for three nights in which they were stationed with guns aimed at him and they couldn't pull the trigger, on the last night, hearing that message each week, they walked down and gave their lives to Jesus. For us in the Lutheran tradition, how much do we appreciate Martin Luther, who knew that he was facing danger in his stance but said, unless you can prove otherwise, here I stand, I can do no other. Peter's message at Pentecost went from denying and fleeing to standing and preaching. All of the disciples from fleeing to standing. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit and that God is with us, God comes to us, God moves us. Here again, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice because God is here. The Holy Spirit is in us. And the Holy Spirit empowers, encourages, inspires, and moves us to be followers, to bring hope and life to others. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all, all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. Onward to the prize before us, Soon his beauty we'll behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. When we all, when we all get to heaven, 
What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. When we all, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. We continue as we confess our faith together in using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, Pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. Gracious God, on the day of Pentecost, each one heard your word in a language they could understand. May we not be obstacles between your word being proclaimed and received by those hungry for it. Transforming Spirit, hear our prayer. As the church celebrates its birthday, we give thanks for our worshiping community for all the blessings we receive from it and all the ways we can contribute to it. Strengthen congregations, their leaders, synods, church bodies, and all whose primary work is to magnify your name in all the earth. Transforming Spirit, hear our prayer. Spirit of life, pour out your healing upon each and every one of us, those with visible and invisible ailments and those too afraid to ask for help. We ask a special blessing upon Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Damon Tyman, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goblin, 
Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, and Maury and Lee Nicholson. Transforming Spirit, hear our prayer. For saints of all tongues, tribes, and traditions, we thank you. For every challenge and every joy that lies ahead, we bring our gratitude and ask your protective power. Make us one, O God, as only you can. Transforming Spirit, hear our prayer. Into your hands we now commend all these things for which we pray, as we know with confidence that we can trust in you, Lord God, lover of our souls. Amen. Now may the peace of Christ be with you always. May you share the peace with someone who you dearly love this week, or maybe share the peace with somebody that you don't get along with so well and start that process of being at peace with them. Let's continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now I'd ask you to have the wine and the, the bread together and now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine, grape juice, and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Do all these things in remembrance of me. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and thanks be to God. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me, 
Satan had me bound, Jesus lifted me, singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. When I was in sin, Jesus lifted me. Singing glory, hallelujah, Jesus lifted me. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. All you may Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. No matter what may be the test, God will take